Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ohio, and welcome to the High Potion Podcast. This is your host, Steve Grothy. I'm Paul's Burkhart. And I am <laughs> coughing. <laughs> Fucking stoked to talk about the game we're going to be talking about today. I feel like there's a few... I feel like there's various times in my life where I have accomplished something I'm really proud of. I feel like, you know, getting... Blue Harvest, the Star Wars podcast off the ground, being so dedicated to it, building an audience, a cool audience. Like I feel like we got like yeah, you nice cool level audience. headed people, especially for Star Wars fandom. <clears throat> um, that's one for sure. You know, meeting Jesse, real proud because I have no fucking game. Still don't know how I pulled that off. You know, liar. Um, but one of my proudest things of recent history is introducing people to the game, the series of games from which we're talking about today. (laughs) We're talking about Yakuza, specifically Yakuza 0. What a game. What a fucking game. Um, Now, we're going to try and structure this in a certain way for you guys. We're going to talk broad stuff. We're going to talk mini games, side quests, mechanics, concepts. And then the very end of the episode, and I'll give you guys a warning, we'll go into some of the broad story stuff. I don't think we need to sit here and rehash the whole intricate ins and outs of the story, but any story discussion we have, we'll try to save for the end of the game. So in case like you care about that sort of thing or you're playing and you don't want anything spoiled, you guys can avoid it. So we'll give you a warning when that comes up, but we just want to be we want to take this approach and be a little more careful just in case you know yes yeah, so. people people are uh you know rightfully a little weird about spoiler stuff you know yeah sometimes sometimes if if i know they're going to spoil stuff on a game that i'm really really looking forward to i i appreciate this the delineation yeah and i'll tell you what like i i feel like in in your life you have moments that leave a mark on you and make you like give you a complex about stuff and i have two with spoilers I remember when I was really young, my dad... I mean, not really young. When did Alien 3 come out? Oh, gosh. I, I'm terrible with years. 90... In the 90s. Four or something like that? I don't know. I think so. My dad took me to see it, right? And there's a pretty big 
death at the end of Alien 3, right? Yes. You um, can say that. Wait a second. Um, Directed by David Fincher, by the way. I 92. So I was like nine years old. I spoiled that shit at family dinner that weekend. And my cousin was like, why the fuck would you tell me that? And I was like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. I was just so surprised. And then recording Blue Harvest, we were talking about Game of Thrones one time. And I let a pretty big spoiler go. And we have a listener. A dude, I like one of my favorite people, this dude named Justin, was listening. And he was like two episodes behind when that was going to happen. And I was like, oh. I done fucked up. And so, this was still when Game of Thrones was good? And while it was running. Like, it was still on and good. Uh, right. So towards the decline, to be honest. <laughs> it's all downhill after I, the Red Wedding. Honestly. We could talk about it at some point. I'm sure there will be some way for us to talk about Game of Thrones. But feel like I still feel like to this day, me and you were the two first people I knew that started to peace out on that show. It hurts, too, because I, I was a, such a big fan of the IP. You know, I, I discovered that shit back in, like, 98. You used to send George R. R. Martin messages on AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, and he would respond. We used to chat, man. I'm not fucking with you about that. That's true. No, I believe it. I'm talking to the audience here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, you know, it, in his first three books... Of that series are honestly some of the best fantasy I've ever read, mm-hmm. and still are. It's just you know I don't know what he's doing. He's just cashed the checks and is just chilling, buying trains, watching <laughs> football. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I just wanted to lay that spoiler policy out with you, I, guys. We may not be one hundred percent perfect with us. We're still finding our our way a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're still. That's early. the general idea, um, and. Especially when we talk about like newly released games, we'll be real careful about that. Because you know, I know not everybody has the same amount of time to tear through a video game that we might. <clears throat> Anyways, the game we're talking about today, Yakuza 0, is I do not have any hesitation referring to it as a masterpiece. <laughs> it really is, like especially as like an introductory point to the the series. And it's interesting because it came out when? Was it, it before, between 5 and 6? Okay, so it, uh, I, I did some research. Listen to this, pull out the computer brain. It was released in 2015 in Japan. Came out here in 2017. It's the sixth entry in the series. So yeah, it came out in between 5 and 6. And it's a prequel. It's a prequel to the whole the series. Mm-hmm. So for people that may not know, the Yakuza games are interesting because... Unlike other open world games that kind of <clears throat> change protagonists in between games, the Yakuza games are a continuous story. One th- or zero through six tell a continuous story with the same character, main character, and other side characters, and they reference each other. And so that was always a barrier for me getting into the series because I would read about the series and be like, "That sounds like it might be." up my alley right and a lot of times and and after having played some of them i feel like this isn't the most accurate description but i I would always come across like it's kind of like a japanese grand theft auto Mm -hmm. that was that was the most common thing you would read and it's not really i'd agree it's it's not yeah you're in an open world city more of a sandbox city yeah it's much smaller much smaller there's no driving Mm mm-hmm 
you know, there's no cars, there's no gunplay. It's all yeah, hand to hand, hand to hand. I mean, you can get guns, but it's it's not the same thing, right? It's not Call of Duty. <laughs> so I always wanted to get into these games. And I was like, man, it's and and you know, it was around the time you know I'm on playing on Xbox One, I'm playing on PlayStation Four. These are the consoles I have. And some of these games are just not accessible at the time. Like, I would have to buy a PlayStation 3 to play some of the games and so on and so forth. Um, And then uh, a friend of mine from the Geek Dudes, Paul Jones, Jonesy, heard me um, talking about Yakuza being on on the podcast one time, being like, I really want to try them out, but I just don't know. Like, I don't want to start at 6 because that was the most recently released one at the time. And he was like, yeah, you should start. He basically told me, start with zero. And that's what I did. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was the right move because just you didn't have to worry about the awkward engine of like the early Yakuza games, which were out on what, the PlayStation 2? Yeah, I think the first first, Yeah, I think the first two came out on PlayStation 2. Then three, four, and five on PlayStation 3. And then so on and so forth right so you're jumping in fairly modern ish mm-hmm. feeling game and, and it's it, a prequel e- exactly and even if you continue on play like they have remade the first two yakuza games mm-hmm. as well the first yakuza remake was made with the same engine as zero so, yes you know, it, it's kind of complicated but you could just you can trust me start at zero and just go one through six at that point with you're good yeah yeah, and 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 since then they've brought out remastered versions of three, four, and five. They're, they didn't get the full Kawami treatment, but they remastered them, right? So I dove in. I actually played Zero on my PC. I had just gotten a gaming PC. I was looking for games on sale on like Steam. Yakuza Zero was like six bucks or something during a summer sale, so I downloaded it and immediately got obsessed immediately got obsessed with this game started recommending it to people told my buddy king tom to play it i think i was up your ass about playing yakuza you definitely were it took me a while to to come around to it well i didn't have a playstation at the time i think right and it it still wasn't out on Mm -hmm. it still wasn't out on xbox they're all available on xbox now um yeah they're on game pass yeah the only related game is yeah, seven isn't and judgment isn't. Mm-hmm. Neither of those are on. Um, but anyways, um, so Yakuza and specifically Yakuza Zero is a game set towards the end of the eighties in Japan, and you are a member of the Yakuza, right? And the basic gameplay is you run around and beat the brakes off people. Like yep, it's, heavy. it's beat it up. It's beat them up. It's not the combat. Uh, it's very arcadey. It's very arcadey. You mentioned Sega makes these games. They do, and the and you know, the combat is meant to feel very arcadey. Yeah, I think it's it's. You described it to me once as like a Streets of Rage, but like done large. Yes, you know, and that's a pretty good description to me. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 definitely the far out extrapolation of a type of game like that because there's so much other stuff, mm-hmm. right? But it, it's a beat 'em up and. Um, you are going to be doing a lot of fighting. So uh, the one thing I would say is if you're playing and you don't immediately connect with the combat, my advice is to to stick around a little bit until you level up a bit and start feeling a little more badass. 
And then if it doesn't grab you after that point, then it's probably not for you. If you can't connect with the combat in Yakuza, you're going to have a tough time yeah, because I, it's I a agree. There's a lot of it. large part of the game. But they do a good job. So one thing that we can say without really being a spoiler with the Yakuza 0, you you play with two different guys. Yes. And they each have three different combat styles right. that you can flip between pretty easily during combat. And they all have their own pluses and minuses. And that kind of gives you know a little more levels to the combat. But the thing that really makes it awesome are the things called heat moves. Oh, okay. Which is when you, know, you, <coughs> you, you fill up your bar by just whipping ass on regular dudes. And then mm-hmm. you can pull out these kind of super moves where the camera pushes in. and Cinematic. It looks like something out of... The most badass fucking martial arts movie you've ever seen. Exactly. Like you'll if and it's like context specific. So, and there's yeah, there's dozens there's of different. So ones. many. Like yeah, if you're standing next to a drink machine, you'll slam a guy into the drink machine and punch him in the stomach a few times, and then slam his head, and then he slowly slides down, knocked out. You know, um, um, or if you've got a weapon in your hand, you, you know they've got their own special heat moves yep. as well. My, and, one of my favorites is if you're next to a car. And you do a heat move. You open up the front door and put the do- dude's head in the door and keep slamming slam that shit. And yeah. then he kicks it one time at the end for good luck. Yeah, some of them are pretty brutal. They are. And then, it, like you said, if you're holding certain items, they have special heat moves and special animations that go along with them. My favorite are like you get to the point where if you get into the heat move system, you will be wandering around Camarocho, 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 Camarocho. Yeah, Camarocho. Um, looking for wi- weird shit to do heat, heat moves, moves with. Like, mm-hmm. you, if you go into some of the shadier parts of town, you can find things like a dirty syringe <laughs> yeah. and do a heat move with it. Or a mysterious liquid where you basically just grab the dude's head and pour some weird liquid out of an unmarked bottle down their throat and they start freaking out. It is so much fun. Yeah, it's Discovering great. Discovering the different heat moves. And they're so over the... What I like is it's over the top, but it's not Mortal Kombat over the top, which right. I love Mortal Kombat. Sure. But it's it's car- almost cartoony it's very enough. Cartoony. It's very martial arts movie. Yeah. You know? Like the, the graphics are, aren't hyper realistic. So when you're doing these kick this dude in the face and he flies half a block down the street, you know, you don't see like his face cave in or no, anything like that. No. It's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> age appropriate, I think, you know. But. Yeah. And so as Steve said, you play as two different characters. Uh, there's the main character of the Yakuza series basically is Kazuma Kiryu. I'm a Kiryu dude. You're a Kiryu dude. He's kind of the white meat baby face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of, uh, of, of Yakuza. And, uh, he, he's just very intense in his beliefs and his beliefs are usually honorable. Very good. Yeah. And dumb as a rock. <laughs> he's an you know idiot. that, have you seen that meme or it, it, like you'll see it on Instagram and stuff and it's this lady filming her cat and she goes billy what goes on in that head <laughs> nothing just nothing that. going on in that dumb head of yours you're so sweet that's Kiryu to me he's dumb as dick yeah it, and i love it but one thing i love about him is he brings the same intensity that he does when he's facing a room full of yakuza who are about to harm a little girl that he's protecting yeah right right that he does when he's racing pocket circuit cars <laughs> that, with against like eight-year-olds buddy <laughs> that is that's what i connect with him about because you know me like i get obsessed i get hyper focused and i will bring the same hyper focus to 
Star Wars as I will, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, any yeah. other lo- like totally. Let something get my attention. It's great. He's he's I he's a, love it. He's a fantastic character, and then one that's been there for six games, seven games, zero, yeah, one through six, you know. And then <laughs> there's my boy Goro yep. Majima. Goro Majima, who Steve's a Goro guy. Yeah, he's he's in future games a bit weird. He, you kind of see his journey to becoming kind of a little unhinged in this game, I uh-huh. guess. Although there's a fairly, uh, well, we'll talk about it later. Uh, but he is really awesome. One of his combat styles involves a bat. Yes. So you always just kind of have a bat on you, which usually means you're going to win the fight. Yeah, <laughs> his combat styles are so fun. He's got that one. He's got the break dancing the break one, dancing one yeah. which is real fun. Like when you can get that going and you're doing like the head spins and stuff. I like the Shoot. thug Majima the best though, where, cause that's like, you know, he's cheating. He's like doing the eye race. Yeah. He's yeah. like uh, choking you from behind. Stuff yeah. Like that. <laughs> he's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And I fucking, lo- I love Goro too. Like that's not, that's not uh, to say I don't like him. I really like him specifically like him in zero. Uh, and then Kiryu has three styles as well. They're much more vanilla, right? right. Like it's like the rush style, which is like fast, like you can weave in and out, yeah. And just throw a bunch of fast attacks. Um, there's the beast style, which is like the heavy, kind of like he just lumbers around and like mm-hmm. he's very hard to take off his feet, and, and he's slow to attack, does a ton of damage. And then, and then there's thug. the uh, no, it's no. not thug. It's um, oh, you just threw me off. Rush beast and it's the blue style. <sighs> Shit, but it's more of his standard style, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's the medium style. If if beast is heavy and rush is fast, this is sort of in the middle. It's the one that I actually ended up using the most. Yeah, same here. The more balanced. Um, I would switch to the other styles if a situation required it. Obviously, brawler brawler that's it that's it's it. close to thug that's yeah. what you threw me off i was like ah, oh, it's very close and then he's you know uh the brawler style is similar to thug style with mm. majima wherein they they can both pick stuff up with it yes um although an interesting thing about kiryu's beast style is whenever he just attacks and he's near an item he, he just, just automatically, automatically picks grabs it up it. and it doesn't matter what it is a it could be a motorcycle a motorcycle <laughs> and that thing's coming at you at high velocity yeah yeah, yeah, man. Uh, the the beast style is handy. It allows you to pick up the heavier items, use them as weapons and stuff. <laughs> and then they both all have like a fourth ultimate style. I found both. I can't remember what they were called, but I found them both to be a little broken feeling. Yeah, the Kiryu's is the dragon of Dojima, right? Something like that. And then the Majima's is a knife based, but I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. Uh, come to I didn't think they were that great. I didn't use them very much because by the time you get those unlocked and ready to go, you Your spend other so much are... time with the other three. Yeah. They're, they're all the way uh, powered up. So Now, that's a good thing to bring up. The way you level up in this game is, uh, is way different than the other ones I've played. The other ones are sort of ex- your typical experience and then right. spending points to upgrade you, your you, character. You complete quests and beat people up. You get experience. You level up that way, but not in Zero. In Zero, it is all tied to money. You mm-hmm. spend money to level your character up. So, you know, when you fight guys, they'll drop some money. You can sell stuff. You'll get some money. Complete quests, you'll get money. Money drops a lot more regularly in this game than the other games. Money's a bigger role. And that has to do... 
I heard it explained really well on the Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast when they did an episode about Yakuza 0. But I'm going to paraphrase it. Uh, if you guys want to hear a way better explanation, is that like this time of the 80s in Japan was a super economic boom. Mm, financial boom. Mm-hmm. And so they did that to sort of reflect that time in Japanese history in this game set during that period. I like it. In a way, it's almost Souls-like. It is because <laughs> it's all it's one currency. Mm-hmm. You want to buy something? Well, you're not going to level up because you're going to spend your money. You want to spend your money to level up? Well, you're not going to be able to buy something mm-hmm. or until like it seems like that at first. But if you put in just a little bit of work, you get a ton of money in that game and can pretty much do anything. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not hard <laughs> now, especially with the mini games, which we'll talk about, like the bigger mini games in a bit. But um, you know, there's the main story thread that goes through it. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. But then there's the side quest, which is also a very special thing about now, the Yakuza series. The side quest, I, I'm going to make a statement, and maybe you'll disagree. But to me, the side quests are what make Yakuza, or what give it its personality in a lot of ways. I think so, too. Um, with, that, with that said, and I'll say this about the main stories in Yakuza, they're usually pretty compelling. They are. They're pretty serious. Like it's, That's it's, what I was going to say. Like If you were to just play the, the story... You would be in for a, a compelling but super serious, super melodramatic story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, it feels very soap opery. Very, it's like very a, soap opery. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a Japanese crime martial arts soap opera, right? Mm-hmm. So, and they're good. I, I really like the zero, the story of Zero and Kawami. I think they're both really good. But. What gives Yakuza its personality and the stuff that makes me like want to play more the weird shit that comes into Yakuza, you got to play the side quests. That's yeah. where things get real wacky. That's the best stuff. And honestly, like the only thing I wish was that they were easier to find because a lot of times in Yakuza, finding a side quest just is kind of it involves you wandering around mm-hmm. and and them popping up, somebody popping up and asking you to do something. But uh, when it happens, it's generally pretty weird uh, off the wall and uh, i don't know that's that's where it's the most grand theft auto to me yes is just in tone with yeah. the side quests you know what i mean yeah but like it could be anything from um you know <sighs> there's so many weird ones yeah like, like buying uh there's like a bunch of guys hanging out in the park at night and they're all they'll want you to buy them all alcohol yep but they all want a different kind of alcohol. And, and they give you hints. They don't say straight up like, yeah, I want the, this. You got to go to the convenience store. And there's like six convenience stores through town. You have and to they go sell them different all. stuff. Yeah, you have yeah. to go to almost every one to, to get what you need for this quest. Right. And or, so a lot of times just making you more comfortable with the map. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because that's one thing I'll say. I get this sense of like, part of the reason I like Mass Effect so much is I get comfortable you know what I mean? I love the characters. I love the Normandy. The Normandy is different in every game, but it's like like playing the Legendary Edition. Getting on the no- Normandy, it was like going to an old apartment. You know what I mean? I knew where everything was. I get comfortable in Yakuza because after a few hours, I know that city like I live in it. You know what I mean? And then going from zero to Kiwami, I was like, oh, I know where everything is. It's the same map. Mm-hmm. It's the same city, just set in a you know like a decade later or whatever, a couple right. decades. Yeah, later, they whatever didn't it change is. anything. Yeah, 
There so, is a second location in Yakuza Zero. It, it, there is, and that becomes apparently a, more of a thing in the other games too. Cool. But the majority of your time is spent in Kamurocho, right. at least in Zero and Kiwami. I mm-hmm. feel, yeah, hundred percent of the time in Kiwami. But uh, yeah, well, I guess there's those there's certain quests, but you can't no, go wander around no, somewhere no, else. No. But yeah, Sotenbury is the name of the other location in this one. I and think. that's where you play as Majima. Majima spends a lot of time there. Also a really cool area, but I just, I feel like, you know, I didn't get to know it as well. as I didn't spend as much time between Zero and Kiwami. I've probably spent almost 200 hours in Kamaracha right. or something. So there are some pretty bizarre things you can do. There's like phone clubs. Where you okay, can... let's hold off on the mini games okay. just yet because we're going to get <laughs> okay, into those. In I've got quest. some, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So what I was going to say about one that always sticks out to me is the kid that you find hanging out in the alley, and he's like looking at a vending machine, and his <laughs> friends are making fun of him, and he wants you to buy him a porno mag. Yep, and you I have don't... to sneak by these women. Yeah, and... so they don't see you <laughs> buying. So like because you're too embarrassed to get caught <laughs> buying a porno mag out of a seedy back alley vending machine. Yeah, and he's sneaking around them like they're shinobi looking out. For, yeah, you know, and it's so fun. And it's a grown ass ma- man. He's he, he's a yakuza. He's got a giant dragon tattoo on his back. <laughs> You've just beat the shit out of four hundred people over your last playthroughs, and you're sneaking through to buy a porn. You see what I'm saying? That's what makes yakuza special. Weird shit like that. The horny guy that you mm-hmm. always run into that's just in his underpants. Yeah, because of course there's just random pickups strewn throughout town that you can, uh, you know, just grab on your way around, yeah. and a lot of them are cards with scantily clad women on them, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's what the horny phone guy cards. is about. He's looking for phone cards. So. Yeah, he wants a full collection of phone cards. He's there for your collectible reasons. Now I do agree with you, big time about the side quests. I wish it was e- they were a little easier to find, um, but thankfully in Kiwami. There's an item they give you fairly early on that if as long as you have it equipped, it just shows you where they are on Which the map. Which I didn't know that because it see it's a little obtuse because it, it just is. says Encounter Finder, I think, or something it, like that. Yeah, and it says some like the description of it says this item uh, helps cure you find people who need help. Exactly, and so that's what threw me off because there's a thing in this game mm-hmm. where as you're running around. There's just pockets of assholes who are threatening somebody, like who, who've got who've got just your random guy or girl on the ground, and they're threatening to beat them up because for any number of reasons, just trying like, to rob them because insert open world reason, right? Yeah. Like it's just an open world thing. So you have an option of intervening, beating these guys up, and then the the person you saved will give you something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be like a really good item that's worth a million dollars, right? But um, that's what I thought it was. Because towards the end of the game, I just ignore those people. Just like, oh, sorry, man, you're oh, on your own. Bro, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, when I start a Yakuza game, I'm fighting everybody. Everybody. You know. Any, I'm dunking on any fools that steps to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got to get my Around up. chapter 16, when I'm trying to finish up a Yakuza game, I'm running through that town like the goddamn Roadrunner yeah, and they're and I, the coyote. You and I are not afraid of a little grinding to no. get our characters up. No, we are not. Um, so I would I would start ignoring those two and the pockets of bad guys that would follow you because I was just trying to get through the end of the game. So that's what I thought that thing pointed out, not no. the side quest, which, you know, d- now I know. it was the That's the only reason I was able to finish all the side quests in Kiwami. I didn't finish all of them in Zero. I think I put a hundred hours in zero 
like to beat that yeah, game as I think much that's as been I did. about about that much. It's a long it's a game. Big game. You, you that's can the get thing out of there is, a lot quicker than that if you don't want to do right all that stuff. Like the main story is probably thirty hours, maybe, maybe yeah. even less. Maybe you, even less, honestly. Probably less if you're just doing main quest. Mm-hmm. Going to want to do some of that side <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I say, you know, you'll your mileage will vary mm-hmm. basically. But if you like, uh, if if you're a person who likes a game that you can really get into and put a lot of time into, um, value for money type shit, you can't go wrong with Yakuza 0, I feel. And here's another example is the pocket circuit stuff, which we talked about. So this is like... Let's talk about mini games and we'll kick it off with pocket. Well, there's there are a whole side quest lines, lots of side quests involved with pocket racer as well. Oh, and there's, there's... for all almost every mini game has some sort has, of side yeah, quest right. associated with it but yeah so this pocket circuit is just like a little how would you describe it like a hot like okay so a hot wheel kind of deal what do they they used to call them um slot car races okay it's slot car racing so like you go to this building i remember them there being one in my hometown when i was a kid it didn't last long, but you'd remember. go in and they would have like this pre-constructed track and you would have little scale car models that you could customize and everybody puts it in the track and it races and you see who wins. It's like a cool. kid's activity, but they have, they have that in this and you and can customize everything about your car and you can really, you really can get into it and you want to win all the races and buy all the parts for the mm-hmm. car so you can have the ultimate that is something that i probably spent like 10 to 12 hours on no doubt easily especially in zero mm-hmm. because it is the it is way more involved in zero i feel than it is in later games but man i'm talking about like okay so which chassis do i need <laughs> i played race actual racing games with less precision and thought <laughs> Then I did Pocket Racer in Yakuza Zero. <laughs> right, and like so that that is just a small example. There's also you can go to the Sega arcades. There's like a couple of those throughout the city. And you can play the UFO Catcher game, which is like the crane game. Crack. There's there's quest line involved with that too, where you have to win like Certain stuffed animals prize. for a little girl standing out in front. And of course, she had to have everything she asked for. So I went in there and spent about two hours on the freaking crane machine. You know what's <laughs> funny? Uh, Buddy, I get weird about the crane machine in that game. Where when when I have the opportunity to start going to the Sega arcades, immediately to the crane machine, <laughs> and I don't stop until I've won one of everything, and then I go ask them to reset it to see if they add new stuff, mm-hmm. and I'll do that till there's no new stuff for me to win. Then I go to the other arcade and do it all over again because the other arcade has different stuff in their crane machines. Pockets right, it's just bulging with stuffed animals, and, and then I just go put them all in storage. Yep. <laughs> I'm a collector even in fucking Yakuza, right? And then when she's like, hey, I want this certain animal, I'm like, well, you're in luck. Let me just go to a phone booth because I got you. So you can do that. You can also play full versions of both OutRun and Space Harrier in this game. And Super Hang On and Fantasy Zone. Yeah, four complete arcade games. Because there's, okay, speaking of side quests and mini, mini games, you can go to arcade, you can play... Outrun, you can play. Uh, shit, <laughs> Out, like uh, Space Harrier. Space Harrier. Mm-hmm. Those are the first two that are available to you. You play them for a while and get a good score. You'll trigger a side quest where a lady's like, "Ooh, yeah, hey, you're pretty good, you're good at that. The... Think you can beat my high score? Hot yeah. Shot? And then if you beat their high score, 
it'll open then the arcade will get a new game in there so then they'll get either super hang on or fantasy zone and it starts all over and you can play more arcades i played games within games for probably a couple hours in yakuza zero <laughs> i don't know what that says about us that we it both love to we, play games in, in games. games but i'm fuck it is you would think that they just put fucking the PlayStation 12 in front of me. How fascinated <laughs> I get with playing games and games. Yeah, I'm not in therapy, but I wonder what a therapist would say about that. But... She'd be like, you need to exercise. That's what she'd tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you got things you need to worry about way more than your mental health, my dude. You look like Mick Foley had a bad time. Other side quests, or like mini games. There's like batting a weird... Cages. Ba- batting cages. That's not weird, but that is, that is very hard. Fun pretty tough it is tough and fun it but man those batting cages it's like you have to fucking those weird people from the tool schism video your fingers <laughs> in certain positions on the controller right to aim to aim yeah. and shit like it's it's harder than you would think right it's it's if you get a good hit it's it's a home run automatically but the hard thing is like aiming where it wants yes. to go because that's kind of the mini game there yeah it's not like Persona where you have to hit the ball perfectly to get the home run. And this one, if you make good contact, that shit's gone. And it's fair because Kiryu is basically stronger than everybody in Japan at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, it, batting cages. That's a full thing. Bowling? Yep. Bro, I got into bowling. Me too. There was a weird side quest involved with that where you like had to get three turkeys in one game. Or mm-hmm. get a turkey. Sorry, yes. that's what it is. Where What's a turkey? We basically roll a strike every three in a row something that's it three strikes in a row three strikes in a row had to get a turkey and uh then the prize i think was an actual turkey it's a chicken (laughs) Chicken, we'll talk about that in a second and another (laughs) thing in this game so anyways um there's bowling then there's darts Mm -hmm. pool pool full featured darts and pool didn't play much pool did play a good bit of darts. You're a darts guy. I am a darts guy. In games, I'm a darts guy. Yeah, you, in real life, fantasy, if I came over darts. to your apartment and you and Cindy were like, you guys want to play some darts, I would literally say to you, I'm all right. <laughs> I'll watch you guys play. I don't like darts in real life. In a video game, dart master, son. <laughs> I love it. But there's also weird, like sexy mini games too okay they, now the this, pervy stuff I, okay which i didn't get too into but you have to like check it out for the you know do it for it the is podcast. part of yakuza right <laughs> it is yeah so there's another thing that so we've talked about the serious the story elements we've talked about the weird off the wall side quests then there's the weird like horny stuff <laughs> in yakuza which i was not prepared for and when i first started playing yakuza zero you know, Jesse was sitting on the couch, probably playing something on her Switch, Stardew Valley or something. And so she's not fully paying attention to what's going on. But she looks up and she was like, what the fuck is this? Your pl- Are you playing a porno game? Because I was in the middle of one of the like uh, the phone, phone clubs. Phone co- so yeah, the- there's these places you can go to and you dial a number and you might get a lady on the other side. And then there's a mini game. That where you have a successful conversation with her right or it's not a, it's a weird mechanic where you have to she asks you a question and you yeah. have to pick an answer but there's wrong answers that are also floating around the right answer and it's kind of a shooter it's like a, a shooter shoot you have to shoot the correct answer but like if you shoot the wrong answer she's gonna think you're a dork and hang up on you yes you know? so but if eventually if you keep getting the right answers you'll eventually just see this uh this chick with a bikini on who's just like sitting there talking on the phone or whatever oh no you, no hold on steve it's and it's not 
in-engine graphics. It goes to live-action footage of a Japanese, a scantily-clad Japanese lady talking on her phone, being like, okay. And there's, like, flowers going off. And, like, it is centimeters before seeing nipple. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like... And Jesse looks up during that. And oh, she's of course. Like, what? I was like, oh, now you look up? Yep. The wife and The wife always looks up when I immediately called my friend Jonesy out on that. I'd be like, you could have warned me about that. She thought I was playing a porno game. There's other there's other ones that are not quite so culturally advanced either, where like there's the um, underground fighting ring in Zero. They made it Mesu King in in Kiwami, but it's right. basically the same where thing. Where you're betting on ladies that are fighting. Mm-hmm. And then you pick their attack, but it's basically yeah. paper, rock, scissors. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> you win a lot of money that way. Um, then there's... I think those are the two sort of most, like, horny side yeah, elements so. in the game, right? I think so. I can't... I mean, there's, it's kind, there's a little bit of it almost through the whole game here and there. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a threat of it. Do you remember the weird cutscene that happens when Kiryu's crotch is talking? Uh, it yes. like zooms down on his his dick area in his pants and it's got like a, a little voice like this. <laughs> it's his dick talking in his I pants. I sure do. Sheesh. <laughs> um, so there's also, how can we forget? That's one of the video game ones, if I'm thinking right. It is. He thinks that she's like, you want to go for a ride? She keeps saying, you want to go for a ride? And he's like, yeah. It's like outrun Naughty. references. Yeah. And it's, she means, oh, you want to play Super Hang On? Because I just got Super Hang On or something. Right. You know and it's I mean? like their crotches are talking to each other. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> How can we forget another of my favorite? Oh, oh shit. We're forget Dancing. Oh, yeah. yeah dancing yeah. at the club because there's discos in the 80s. Bro, I'd be cutting a ma fucking rug and Yakuza Zero, buddy. Yeah, the dancing was fun. I was I was no good at the dancing. Or I the wasn't karaoke, either, but I, <laughs> they were fun to do. I I fucking struggled through the dancing to get the side quest done. The like yeah, competition it one, it was hard. It's tough. I could never really get the rhythm perfect. But when I'd have a good run, the only thing that bums me out about it and karaoke is I have to concentrate. I know same on thing. the rhythm part so much that I can't watch the. The hilarity that's going, that's going on, 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 the on the screen, screen super yeah because well. the karaoke is a similar type kind of thing like it's rhythm based. it's rhythm based and you're just hitting buttons and it's, it's a honestly, simplified rock band or really something simplified like, really. like it honestly doesn't even make sense with the song in a lot of ways so, uh-uh. so that's the problem you're paying attention to that but what's going on while they're singing is fucking awesome it like is. they're usually transforming into whatever they're singing about like like going into a fantasy land or whatever it's, yeah it's, it's incredible if you can watch somebody maybe youtube do watch somebody play through those so you can just pay attention to what's going on it'd be worth it because oh, they're great and you will absolutely get the karaoke song stuck in your head <laughs> i've listened to them outside of the game <laughs> me too breaking the law <laughs> i fucking love that one <laughs> i remember i was streaming the rules. I was streaming. It must have been Kiwami that I was streaming. And I only had a couple people in chat at the time. I think it was Alan from Stone Cobra was in there. And, Shout out Alan. And I, I want to say my buddy Kobe might have been the other one that was in there. Kobe! Kobe! Might have been. It was pretty late at night. Uh, and I all I was doing was doing the karaoke parts just over and over again, trying to get good scores. And both of those dudes were like, 
I don't know why, but I can't stop watching. This is not what I expected you to be playing. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so those are like, I think, you know, I, there's still so many games we're not talking. We don't have to talk about all, oh, all of them. There's, there's a ton, but we there's, there's a couple that we, we want to make sure we have time to talk about. Oh. And that's <laughs> and these are big. <laughs> these so are like, big. Yeah, the, the big ones. Okay, I want to take a stop here and tell you guys, if you're playing Yakuza 0 and you're like, I'm not making enough money. <laughs> There's two, there's a certain point you need to get in both characters' side story or, or main story. And then after that, you will be a gazillionaire. You'll have all the money. You, you know. won't need to worry about it. So if you can get through to that point and get down these next two mini games, I think we got to talk about the one that's Kiryu's got the first. Yes. Yeah, let's do that one. Yeah. So in Kiryu's storyline, we won't go into a whole lot of but eventually he gets into the business of real estate. And what you do is you go around town, you buy properties, and then you rent them out to different stores and stuff. And you've got to staff them with like managers for your, as your business gets better, you have to hire more staff, like people to go manage the property protection in case one of, uh, you know, a rival Yakuza gang wants to go rob right, it or your, something. Your managers and um, security have different ratings, like A, B, C, D, or uh, S, whatever, you know, so. That that matters. They can increase your your um, your yield every yeah. Because once you once you set them to earn, it's you it's know what's timer like, based. It's kind of like one player monopoly. Yeah, you're buying properties, you're investing in properties to improve them till they get to their max rating and make you the most money. Right, but you will make a ton of money. And you, you will make it quick. You just got to put the work in. Right. It. This was not my favorite mini game. It, it, probably my least favorite, in fact. But it it is the good news about that one is it makes a ton of money for you yes um and there's some hilarity like the you the real fun of it, it becomes in getting all the the rare hard to find managers property managers and stuff because mm-hmm, you have to do a little side quest yeah and they'll them. they'll unlock them and then like you'll have a chicken who's running <laughs> running your fucking that's right yeah i forgot that a chicken was manages one of them yeah so that's the property one. It's really cool. But where the real fun is. Yeah, this is my jam. Is This is Steve's jam. And when I, I was worried, like I always get worried, right, in uh, recommending these games to people because I'm afraid if like, like they'll spend however much money on it and be like, nah, man, this shit is too weird or this isn't for me. When I heard that Steve was into managing the Hostess Club. I knew the hooks were in. Oh, my like, God, the hostess club. It was like in fucking um, Ghostbusters when they get the first call and Annie Potts is like, we got one! <laughs> that, that was me. That was awesome. But, yeah, the hostess minigame is really amazing. It's a Majima one, Goro, Ma- Goro Majima, where he basically becomes the boss of a cabaret club. And basically a cabaret club is it's a hostess bar, if you're not familiar with, that concept you you go into a hostess bar and just basically chat up a lovely lady yep who just sits there and laughs at your stupid jokes and acts like what you have to say is interesting and you know while you you spend money yeah they try to get you you know you spend money on drinks or Mm -hmm. food so you basically are recruiting ladies to work here as your hostesses yes and um helping them throughout the evening like if a table's having trouble you or go getting unruly things over yeah. or kick the dude out or whatever if they need an ashtray shit yep. like that so you're responsible for that and then you start getting into these showdowns with other clubs and stealing their best girls yes and that's the best part because then you start getting like 
these all-star girls who are working for you who are just cleaning house, yep. getting you so much money. And you get it real into the nitty-gritty. To get the most out of them, you have to go on like little fake dates with them, mm-hmm. uh, which is hilarious. It's like almost like Fallout dialogue-based kind mm-hmm. of mini-game that you yep. have to do. Um, and then you can get even further into it by like changing up what they wear. And certain things bring out certain girls' stats even better based on what they wear versus jewelry versus earrings. Okay, listen to this. <laughs> Hear me out. The stat system behind the Hostess Club alone, just this one part of the game, the stats behind it, all the different configurations, all the different, is more complicated than some modern RPGs I play now. There's more stuff going on. There's you know a lot I mean? under the hood. Yeah, yeah. There's a, and it's... Just this one little hostess <laughs> mini game. So if, but like I'll tell you, there's there's nothing that feels better than all your tables are full, and you, you at certain points, if things are going well at a table, you start building up all this almost energy into a bar. Oh, which you can it, you can slap the button when it maxes out, and it you enter like frenzy mode where people are just buying crazy. People drinks. are just it's a fucking party money. in your club. And if you have all of the tables where they're already at their highest rank, and you hit the frenzy mode, and you just are basically getting doused in money, nothing feels better to me in a game for a long time than that. Is having yeah. all your tables just maxed out, just. Oh, oh man, it's what a such great a good part. Okay, so a couple other things I want to talk about before we get on to story stuff. Before we end end on story stuff, full featured like card games, poker, mm-hmm. blackjack, things like that. There's a full system for that. There's games I don't understand and have are going to be the hurdle to me not ever 100%ing a yakuza game because there's always achievements tied to mahjong, and I don't understand mahjong. So, like, that's in there. Shogi is in there. And then, you know what I like to call myself, Steve? I'm a Yakuza foodie. (laughs) I was going to bring this up. I thought we were going to gloss over this. I'm glad you brought it up. So, throughout the whole city, there's a ton of different restaurants and bars that have their own unique menus. (laughs) And, you know, that's how you heal. One of the ways you heal. If you get beat up after a fight, you can go eat food at a restaurant and it heals you. You also have stuff in your inventory that, that you can, can also that use too. in combat. Right. Just, right. But you usually want to save that for actual emergency mm-hmm. situations. So, um, and there's also the system we should talk about real quick called the completion points. Mm. So you, the, another way you level up in Yakuza 0 is getting completion points. And completion points you get from doing shit around the city. Walk a certain amount through the city. Get a completion point. Get a completion point. Uh, beat five dudes with a, a a heat move. Get a completion point. Everything has a completion. Anything you do in this game, all the mini games. And then you spend those on sort of more weird upgrades for your character. Kind like meta upgrades. Like you like can dash, dash faster. Yeah. You, if you do it enough, you get to where you just never get tired of, of dashing. Mm-hmm. That's why I'd be running through that city. So there's an upgrade <laughs> there that we should say, when you go out to eat, you can usually only order one thing off the menu. However much it takes to fill up your health meter. Right, right, right. But it's, at, true. you know, if you're real low, you might be able to order two things, mm-hmm. three things. But you get completion points for ordering everything off the menu at a restaurant. So, of course, we have to do that. Yes. Because we want to check that off the list. Well, there's an upgrade that you can get that 
bottomless no matter, stomach. Even if your health is full, it just allows you to go ahead and order the whole menu. So we would go into these restaurants and just, and just like everything, or, give man. Me, like I'm Action Bronson. <laughs> I want one of everything, sir. Going into the most expensive, the Korean barbecue place, yeah. and being like, one of everything. It's like a $30,000 tab. It doesn't matter. <laughs> My hostess club is popping right now, y'all. <laughs> and just get, I would go every, I, as soon as that unlocked, it was like, I'm going on a food tour of Camarocho, y'all. And I would just sit there and go to every restaurant and eat everything on the menu to get those completion points <laughs> fuck i love it and i'll sit there and watch the cutscene of him eating every time mm-hmm. oh my <laughs> fucking love it <laughs> and then there's bars you go to bars and when you order a japanese whiskey he the guy at the bar gives you a history and a profile on the japanese whiskey to the point where I have a specific Japanese whiskey I want to try. It sold me on a specific whiskey in a video game. They're all real. <laughs> yeah. We're drinking Japanese whiskey. That's Steve right. brought Japanese whiskey over for the Yakuza episode. i get you to put a picture up on the Twitter later. Oh, fuck yeah. So I guess we'll go ahead and get into the story here a little bit. Hold on. Um, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about, broad strokes there. No. I, th- I mean, I think... I've talked a whole bunch about the... I think we've sold it at this point. Like, if you haven't played it, you should. Yes. Like, hopefully based on what we just said. If you have played it, you're probably laughing and thinking, you know, how awesome the game is. Now, if you don't... We're not going to give you full-on spoilers. Yeah. But we're going to be more story-specific now than we have in the past. Don't We're not going to ruin the ending. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to give away the big shit. Um, but if, if you're completely avoid averse uh, to knowing any story stuff then this is probably where you you should cut off for the the episode we'll see you next week yeah we appreciate you listening thanks a lot all right give us a rundown steve give us the basic if you had to pitch the boardroom pitch of the story of yakuza zero what would it be hmm well i mean i don't know about boardroom pitch i was never a boardroom pitch person but You've got two best friends, right? Right. Uh, Kiryu and his buddy Nishiki. Uh-huh. And they're both kind of lower-level Yakuza guys. Yeah, trying to they're look, young. Yeah. I think they're like, what would you say, 18, 19 yeah, in this one? Yeah, very young. And they're looking to kind of move up the ranks a bit and see how you know how they can impress their, their elders. They've got a guy who is in charge of one of the families who kind of is their patron. Mm-hmm. And there's what what kicks off the story like kind of the there's intrigue a, okay. there's a murder in like so this all alley the whole thing revolves around <clears throat> my pitch would be warring yakuza families are wrestling over control of a tiny piece of land an empty lot in the city which just goes to show you like probably especially back during this economic boom in japan like how valuable space and land is, especially in the like the city, right? Mm-hmm. This is tiny lot, and they're all fighting over it. They call it the empty lot. The mm-hmm. whole thing revolves around this whole empty lot and wrestling control, trying to get it for the family, find out who has it. There's a murder at the empty lot that kicks it all off, which ties you know Kiryu into it. There, because he was, it was somebody he was beaten up. Mm-hmm. He was sent to collect money from someone. He beat him up real bad and left. That dude then died shortly Turns after. Dead. Got mm-hmm. shot. And so he has to kind of try to figure out who 
who the murderer was, why. Yes. All while kind of trying to avoid the police and also Yakuza who somehow have it out for him, which you figure out why they do yeah. later on. Um, the Goro Majima stuff I found was a little more interesting from the start. His introduction is sick. Very good. Very nice. He's, mm-hmm. he's working as a manager of a nightclub. Mm-hmm. And I won't definitely won't spoil this because it's one of the best parts of the game, in my opinion. But his int- introduction is pretty magnificent. <laughs> just like that Japanese whiskey that you just Sheesh. took a big, <laughs> big swig of. That shit is good. It is. I yeah. haven't drank in a while. We're going to get. Oh, can I just say the whole reason Jesse and I are going to get sushi tonight is because I've been watching Japanese travel videos mm. and thinking about recording this episode. It makes me want Japanese food. So so we're going to sushi tonight. Nice. I'm fucking stoked. Get some good stuff. I might get some tonight, too. Um, out of town. So, yeah, Goro's. His his so storyline is a little more um, kind of like he's he's unexpectedly put in charge of, like, protecting a woman. Yes. Who kind of falls, almost falls into his lap. Who he's initially paid to well he's yeah to assassinate assassinate. that's right the whole thing is he's got this huge debt he's trying to pay off and the guy who's kind of got him by the ball squeezing him yeah says like hey do this and we'll be straight but it's a big deal like killing somebody is is a very big deal yeah this is this is the thing in a gta game like all the monsters are killing each other left and right (laughs) In the Yakuza game, it's not like that. It's a big deal when they, yeah, they actually take. And I imagine that's true to the source material. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. I can't say. but Yeah, they have no problem beating your ass. They'll <laughs> beat you. I mean, you might be, like, getting around with special appliances for the rest of your life. <laughs> but they won't kill you. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a Batman thing, almost. Kiryu's kind of Batman-ish yeah. in that regard. So, like, they make this whole deal, and people are like, dude, you don't want to do this. Once you become, an, like, once you take a life, this, it, it's a whole, whole different existence for someone like you. And, uh, and yeah, there's, I hit that storyline, especially how it starts. Like, there's a scene when you go into the doctor's office. Is it the doctor's office? Mm-hmm. And that whole shit goes down. So good. Yeah, that was a cool part. There's and then eventually the stories kind of start intermingling with each yes. other. There, there's a reason that he was hired to assassinate the girl, and there's a reason she's kind of involved with the empty lot, and yep. you know. Um, but that's kind of the broad strokes of the story. But there's also some pretty cool characters. Like I liked the three lieutenants that you kind of have to go through. Mm-hmm. The one guy, like Kuse, yeah, that you, he kind of you fight him throughout the the game, and he's just a cool design. Like I like the oh. way they all look. I love all the other Yakuza bosses. Like mm-hmm. when the Yakuza board meets yes. and they're all the different leaders are there. I'm fucking in. Me too. And when like, one of them starts to talk and you'll see like what their rank is, they'll yeah. flash their goes, rank up. Yeah. Second uh, leader of the Dojima clan. Exactly. <laughs> it's so badass. And I can watch like if there's an hour segment of me just sitting there watching and reading the subtitles. I'm in the whole time. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's definitely a compelling on its own. I swear, I think a Yakuza anime would be huge. Oh, I do too. I think. Oh it would, God, it would I would well. be so stoked if they did one. Me too. Um. Anyways, yeah. It's anytime they start doing that shit, I am so in. I love it. I can't keep them all straight. 
It's tough. There's a lot of characters. Yeah, there are. There and, are. And a lot of uh, different relationships between characters. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you meet, like, a sweet lady who owns a bar, like, uh, above street in Camarocho. Uh-huh. I think the bar is called Serena, which is yep. interesting. Um, but, yeah, there's... That's, I mean... I don't want to get too spoilery with the story. There's not really, uh, honestly, the story itself is not going to like knock your socks off. It's mm-hmm. it's a cool story, but it's not anything that's probably going to. It's real. There's no crazy Look, super you know, weird twist. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like you know, Red Dead Redemption 2's story is crazy well written. The mm-hmm. Last of Us 2's story is crazy yeah. well written. Those are like a cut above type shit. You're not getting that level, but you're getting compelling. You're getting really well voice acted. It's mm-hmm. uh, by the way, no Eng- like it's in Japanese with all subtitles. Right. I think the most recent one, like has a Dragon, a sub- is the only one that has an English mm-hmm. uh, translation or uh, dub. I I feel like maybe one and two did on the PlayStation. Okay. 2. Okay. I think they the original. Oh, ones, the OG and, ones. And okay. I think they might be uh, sort of regarded in like a meme way mm-hmm. like they're not great but they're kind of like memeable i guess one thing another thing i'll say is um i don't know if anybody out there remembers the shenmue games i know yes. you do this is like an ele- evolution of shenmue because in a big I, way. I remember playing shenmue when it came out in 2000 and i was not impressed like I, it was okay but i just remember people just being like so hyped for it at the time uh-huh. and to me, like Yakuza feels like what that game should have been. I feel like it, it had more time. You know, it, was, of course, it came of out much later. Yeah. But it seems like the genesis of that game in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Even down to doing like sort of the mundane shit, like the what well, it was the forklift forklift yeah, like, section. Yeah, there's a lot to Yakuza that reminds me of like the forklift, but better. It's better, a lot you better. Know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. it feels like the spiritual successor to those games in I a guess. lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It does. And I guess those were Sega as well, so mm-hmm. they probably definitely have a little more in common code-wise, too, than we would imagine. Um, but yeah, the story is solid. Uh, now, we don't have to get into spoilers for the next one. How did you feel? Because you know, we're working in a weird situation, not even that weird nowadays, where the prequel to this long... Com- like, there's five games, and then they do a prequel. How did you feel like it transitions in between zero and kiwami oh it was seamless yeah like well simply a lot of that probably Same has engine. to do with the fact that they remade the first one with, with that that engine. that engine and uh probably added in a little more cohesiveness to the story yeah. to tie it into the to zero and yeah the following game as well yeah it's it's solid i was actually pretty impressed because i didn't know you know with prequels it can always go a little weird mm-hmm. you know i did not enjoy kiwami as much as i enjoyed zero no I it's of the ones I've played it's a close second. Yeah, it's but, good. But uh, Zero is far and it's it's a masterpiece. Yeah, Zero is really 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 good. If you haven't played the series, I definitely recommend it. Um if you're looking for something irreverent. Um also, you know, you don't, like Haas said, don't be afraid of subtitles, you know. Yeah. It's not that bad. And the the Japanese acting I think is really good. It's phenomenal. I love hearing how many different ways they can go. it's so fucking good guys it comes highly recommended from the high potion podcast well that's that's our first on not our first it's on the recommended list yeah yeah Um, our our second breakdown i feel good about this one guys go play the game 
So we got some business to take care of here at the end. Uh, you guys got to do us a favor. Subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Review us on your platform of choice. I don't know where all you can leave reviews. I know for sure you can on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. Um, so do that if you can. We appreciate it. We want to set up a mailbag episode. We don't want to do like weekly voicemails and emails, but we want to set up like a occasional mail episode. So what we want you guys to do is send your uh, emails or voice messages to highpotionpod at gmail.com. And uh, when we get some together, we'll do like a, a feedback episode. We'll hear from you, take questions, discussion topics. Should be fun. I think that's it. Awesome, man. Had a good time. Yeah, buddy. Thanks uh, Thanks for recording. We will see you guys soon. Uh, and who knows what the fuck we'll be talking about. <laughs> Something fun? Something fun. Nani. Ah!